Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, and life in a northern town. Feel free to leave comments on the show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com and let's keep the conversation going online. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Our Creative Souls edition of My Creative Corner 3. This is the podcast where I talk about the things that my sister and I have been doing over the last week, and it is about all the crafts. Well, what have I been doing? Oh, I'm still trying to get rolling on my macrame project. I couldn't find a piece of dowel that um, was the right size and I didn't want to sacrifice any knitting needles to try it out. So I finally made it to the home improvement store and bought a really nice half inch dowel. I got regular uh, macrame cord. It's cotton and the whole plan, if you remember, is that I'm going to do a thinner wall hanging than the last one. I had a long skinny one in a rectangular shape and dip the fringe in dye. Well, trying to find writ dye wasn't easy either, but at our big box store, which is a regional one, it had three colors and I chose blue because I thought it would make a really nice ombre effect. I also had an idea that I saw on Pinterest. And have you ever watched a show Nailed It on Netflix? Yeah, um, Nailed It means it didn't really turn out. It's probably not even close. Well, I've been um, going really, really crazy on Pinterest looking at all of the things. I mean, all of a sudden I'm like, where have I been for the last year? Look at all this fantastic stuff on Pinterest. I've been pinning fairy gardens. I've been pinning um, dresses. In fact, that's where I found a dress that I want to order for my son's wedding coming up in a couple of months. I've seen all kinds of Zentangle stuff, knitting, crocheting. I mean, you name it, it is there. It is about life. Um, feng Shui, uh, ideas about um, the Danish, um, it's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. I think it's pronounced Hoagie or Hogue, um, about the comfortable and warm life. Love all of that stuff. So I decided I liked this fairy garden idea I saw. It was a, it was like an ornament holder and I have one. It looks like a little tree with four big curls of metal um, on four sides. Uh, there's also individual ones and of course their fairy gardens were in a little um, terrarium type of thing of which I had. I have two of them, one shaped like a teardrop and the other one is round. My round one, I put fish tank gravel in the bottom for the looking like the dirt and it was purple and it was so cute. I had some glass mushrooms and ceramic mushrooms, wood chips, moss and all of that. I hung the teardrop shape one which already had little stones glued in the bottom and the air plant that was glued in it died it wasn't a really good setup so I put a couple things in it so when I hung the heavy fish tank little bulb on the four sides even though it was balanced out it tipped over 
and crashed and it broke and it spilled all the contents all over my counter. I um, nearly cried and I thought, you know, I was really making sure that that didn't happen and it did. So I preserved the teardrop shaped terrarium and I'm going to redo it with some of the contents that was in the circle shaped one and it's not going to hang in that little tree. But when I got looking closer at the Pinterest and why I had a pinstrosity and a quote nailed it moment of a broken terrarium, I realized their hooks, the single ornament hook or the um, little tree one with the four around in a circle is made out of cast iron. Mine is just a lightweight wire. And then I looked at some of the other ones and they're hanging clear crystal looking Christmas bulbs filled with fairy garden things or even water and growing plants in it. And I thought, you know what? That's a better idea. And I have a whole pack of do-it-yourself, um, make-your-own-Christmas ornaments, and they're the clear ones. So this weekend, I'm going to try that again. So that was my um, pinstrosity or nailed-it moment with my fairy garden. However, I know that um, gardening has really been at the forefront of my mind and the forefront of my sister's mind. So um, let's check in with my sister. She uh, is recording some bits to add to the podcast because trying to get it live has been proved to be a difficult venture with us chatting live but overall uh, I think it's going to be fun hearing some of the things that she's been working on let's see this week the last two weeks have been pretty busy been working over 50 hours a week at work we have a graduation this week and doctor's appointments and babysitting grandkids. But for a creative thing that I've been doing the last two weeks is uh, every year when it comes time to dividing my perennials, I divide them and sell them on social, social networks. Uh, Facebook is a great place for me around here because you have swap pages and things like that that you can post them on sale and that way I get a little extra money to add to my garden. I got a lot a huge gardening area all flowers perennials mostly so when they overgrow a spot I really don't have any more space to just keep adding the same ones and I like to try to add one new perennial every year. Something that's unusual, different colors, or just even some of the more exotic ones that I winter inside, like my hibiscus. I have a multicolored double bloom hibiscus that I, so far, have kept alive for two years. And it's already blooming this year. The other thing that I've been doing is one, oh, one of the plant divisions that I did was, I call them the old-fashioned farm daylilies, the orange, basic, tall daylilies. I had a gentleman purchase over 500 of them, so I spent almost three days digging them up. But 
they move on to a new home and I still probably have at least another 500. And also di dividing and moving plants and things like that. My daughter decided to talk me into trying a different colored mulch this year. So we're going with a black mulch and I really like the way it makes my plants pop. The colors look great. What do you make out of an old flagpole, wooden flagpole, a closet door, bed rails, part of a picnic table? Tell you what, you make a dog ramp. I have a 90 pound old dog that is very arthritic and my back steps are very, very steep and she felt has fallen down them a couple times this last year. So I figured we'd make a dog ramp for her. So we got most of it together. It's at a nice, safe, easy angle for her to get down and up. My next step with that project is I'm going to seal it with some paint, but to make it so it's not slippery, I'm going to be adding some sand to it so it's a little textured and some little rails just to help it out a little bit. Other than that, it I haven't had much time. <laughs> so hopefully next week I'll be able to continue with my fairy garden projects because the end of July or end of June I will have another craft show and instead of doing actual individual fairy garden pieces I'm going to put together little terrariums with fairy garden stuff in them for the, to take to that craft sale. Wasn't it great hearing the things that my sister Nancy is working on? My sister and I are only a couple of years apart and we're both um, empty nesters or near empty nesters. Um, her daughters are getting close, the younger girls, but we both understand grandchildren because we do have grandchildren. And with the birth of the grandchildren has sparked the reconnecting with the inner child even more so than it was before. And we've had so much fun doing things like fairy gardens for ourselves, but it really, in a way, we're doing it also for the grandkids to enjoy too. I I have to say, I've been working on clearing the beds. I have a few raised flower beds in my yard where I designate them as my fairy gardens outside. I have fairy homes and I'm trying to make a little theme, uh, Lord of the Rings, um, really more probably currently as the Shire and where the elves live. And I um, can't remember the woods now. Anyway, that's where I'm at. I add a little more every year and you know some of your things get old and you have to be replaced or reworked or repainted but I also got a really cute little fairy house this year that is a hedgehog theme with a hedgehog on the swing and he's going to be in the Shire too because we have all visitors are welcome in the Shire. But it brought me to thinking um, why is gardening, something that's, you know, here we are midlife, um, in our fifties. Why is gardening so important to me, especially? And my sister and I talk almost every day. 
And the first thing that we have talked about is, you know, the advice our parents and grandparents gave us about get outside and get fresh air and sunshine has led me to doing a lot of research. We know it's good for us. And being from Michigan, we have long winters and lots of gray days. And I'm sitting here in my podcast studio, also known as the dining room table, The sun is streaming in. It's the perfect lighting of a day. It's going to be in the 70s. And why is this thought of connecting to nature and being outside so good? Well, in this hustle bustle world, I have a little office that has a window that opens. I have worked in other offices and I'm realizing having an office with a window where I can open it or I can see nature, I can feel what's going on. I'm not cooped away looking at a screen or multiple screens nowadays all day, all night. It really is not good for your eyes. It's not good for your soul. I like listening to the sounds of the birds and the wind. And when I'm at home, I, whenever I can in the evenings, I go outside and I'm either sticking my hands in the dirt and weeding or raking. And if I'm not needing to actually be in the dirt, my sister totally believes in going barefoot and walking across the grass and having your feet in the ground for a literal grounding of ourselves. I um, have been wearing clogs outside and I have a great patio that my husband laid of limestone, of locally sourced limestone. And it really has made a difference. Sticking our feet in the dirt, our hands. Um, I have a friend that told me on summer solstice that I should go sit and lay down in the ground and wait and listen to nature. And I thought that was one of the most crazy things I've ever heard in my life until I went outside and stuck my feet in the dirt last year. I don't know what it is. Um, I've done a lot of research. There seems to be ideas about bacteria in the ground and all kinds of, you know, science. But the bottom line is they don't know, scientists don't know why it works. All I can tell you is that it does help me feel grounded. Gets me out of the space in my head of the hustle bustle electronic world and into real life. Watching the birds work tirelessly to take food to their young. The cats in my neighborhood who like to travel through my yard, they're cute and they're adorable and they seem to be keeping the mice and the chipmunks away. Um, the bugs, bees, butterflies. In the evening, I have bats. I live in a very northern climate. There's a forest area, a state forest area near us. It's a wilderness area. But even in town, if you go to my backyard, it looks like a woodland forest. It's got all kinds of trees that line the property, hardwoods and cedars. We don't have tons of grass in the backyard, especially because I don't know, the winter killed it off and it's mossy, has violets and my grape hyacinths left the garden and went all over the yard and creeping myrtle is really a tiny bit. It's mostly 
plants that are native to Michigan. I call them, um, they're little paintbrush plants that are orange. I have little purple and white violets that are all over the yard, as well as other, um, I think they're mint. A mint, I let the milkweeds grow wild in my back property line. It's kind of a brambles back there. But all of that leads me to be able to get grounded when I go sit on my patio and imagine what the fairies are doing in my little garden that has a tiny little bit of a Lord of the Rings theme. It's not an exact copy. It's my interpretation and representation of what a fairy garden would look like in a forested woodland with its creeping thyme and scotch moss. It's got a little Alberta pine in the fairy garden, little homes, lots of miniature sedum and hostas. And I even have some chives and a couple of other really beautiful plants. They're variations of hens and chicks of different colors. One's a silver and the other is a red. And it just really lets my imagination go as I sit and breathe nature in and out. And sometimes nature gets all over me, including pollen and bees. And I'm not a real um, roughing it person. <laughs> I don't go camping, but just being in nature enough to ground me for the day. You know, my husband and I went for a ride a few weeks ago. In the spring, we like to go and look for the elk that live in the forest area. And we saw a lot of deer. We didn't see any elk he has in his travels during the day. But the other thing we did was we looked for morel mushrooms. We didn't find any because it was too cold at the time. But there's a thing in some countries called forest bathing. And we thought, we don't care if we get ticks or not. Ticks are a big problem. Um, we were careful where we were. We walked around the woods. And it just kind of had the same grounding effect. We both agreed there is something very supernatural and communing with nature and with our spiritual beliefs that really brought us back to being balanced and getting away from the hustle bustle world and looking at what's really important and away from the things that become magnified in our modern world that aren't really important and take away from the relationships, nature, and love that we have for not only ourselves, but for humanity as well as, as the woods. So that's my talk about being grounding, grounded. And I found that doing a meditation every day helps. Um, stop, think, and breathe is one that's free and it's a great thing that I can use my Alexa dot for. We have the Alexa dot and I'm finding that it's really nice and stuff, but I don't have a lot of subscription things like um, Pandora and things like that that I could play on it. And podcasts, I'm har having a hard time finding the ones that I listen to to be played through on it. But this is a great thing. You can do all kinds of meditations and listening to daily um, shows from all kinds of people who do streaming content. So maybe do a meditation. You can put it on your cell phone too and sit out in the garden if you want. But when you're outside, I would suggest just listening 
to nature. So my sister and I really believe in the power of nature. She grew up here and lives a little further away now, but it really does help as the counterpoint from the day. So I want to end today's show on talking about something that a crafty thing that is inspired by nature that I want to be working on. Uh, there's a, a account on Instagram called Visible Mending and they're coming out with a book in June and it just brought me back to my macrame days of the 70s looking at all of the cool ways to visibly mend. Now they're doing jeans, they're doing um, some some accounts that are hashtagging visu- visible mending, that's a tough word to say, are doing shashiko style embroidery. Well, I have a jean jacket that's in pretty good shape. Um, I'm not gonna be doing a lot of mending, but what I thought I'd be doing is visible embellishments. I have nature-inspired things in my boho embroidery kit that I bought from Aldi's, if you'll remember. I have one little bird already embroidered, and I'm going to do another one that's a butterfly. And I thought, boy, these would be really fun to do these kinds of transfers onto the jean jacket that I have. I'm not sure exactly how to put that on the jacket. So that's where I research now. But what I might do is freehand draw those type of shapes with the Frixion pen um, because I don't think the jeans are too heavy to do, um, tra- you know, put a light box under. I don't have a light box anyway. But I'm thinking I'm just going to freehand it because that's what I do best. I freehand it and I wing it and then we go. It may just be doing um, stitches along the collar. You know, I, I really do know how to do embroidery. I haven't done it in years, but there was a great book that came with that kit with beautiful photos and how-tos. So visible mending is something that I'm going to be kicking off as I get a little more practiced and I problem solve how I'm going to get the ideas and photos and graphics to that jean jacket. The other thing is in June, I'm on vacation and one of my co-workers has purchased a die cutting machine for vinyl. I'm so excited. I want to do, can you hear it my voice? I'm so excited. I really want to do some die cut stickers or clings. I think they're more like stickers and I want to put some way cool quilt-on stuff on a steel tumbler for cold beverages or hot beverages. I can't afford a Yeti one, but I've seen some knockoff ones at the store. So that's going to be coming up in June on my one-week staycation. We're going to be doing a lot of projects that we can't get done on a weekend because they fly by too fast. But it's all the annoying things that you you just need a big chunk of time to do. Um, We need to fill some holes in the driveway. There's some trim that's peeling on the garage. We have a screen door that the front is is peeling. The paint is peeling on the front. So we got to figure out how to address that after much talking, a can of spray paint or just removing it may be an option. I don't know. We'll find out come spring. I also want to... 
um, continue to reshape the small garden plot that I have. And I have to do it in small bunches because um, I'm finding that it hurts my legs and my back to do too much at once, 15 minutes at a time. If you listen to my Creative Corner 3, you know that my tagline is one stitch, one block, one row at a time. I am a 15 minutes of play person, and that is how I get things done, including gardening. 15 to 20 minutes at a crack because I did more than that and I paid for it this week. Oh, my sister and I were laughing because she did too. Oh, walking became optional. Oh, gimpy walking. You know, the garden walk from the hamstrings being pulled or your back being out of whack from sitting on the ground. <laughs> so anyway, those vinyl clings, I digress. I am very excited about them. I want to make some that say quilt on. I would like to find some nature inspired, um, I think they used cartridges with computer programs in it. See what um, my friend who has the machine is letting me borrow it. See what she has. I know there's a lot of fonts. I am though totally in love with some of the new things that I'm seeing out there with animals. One is a sloth. They're so adorable. I think turtles are incredibly adorable as well as koalas. So we'll see if I can find anything exciting with that. I'm going to put stickers on everything. My sewing machine, my tumbler, my planner, and I'm just going to take advantage of having it for a week or two. So that is an upcoming project that I'm going to do. I'm going to perfect my macrame and I have got a lot of patterns to write. I've got four quilts that are going into magazines. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my creative corner three, but this factors into all the things. I have four patterns to write. I have um, one deadline quilt to do and I want to write the pattern for the macrame and I also want to draw a pattern out for my embroidery that is an original idea and then I want to also do a few tutorials for the summer and hoping that uh, my sister and I can have a few patterns in a collection maybe come fall to put up on my store on the my creative corner 3.wordpress.com website so there's lots of things that I'm thinking about, but you know, summer is a time for me to be simple and I'm totally enjoying finding my inner child, grounding myself and playing in the dirt as an adult in only a way that I can do, doing the quote, forest bathing, end quote, and finding the Zen or Danish hoagie, I'm killing that word and you can correct me in the comments. That's fine. Um, also just that peaceful Zen decluttered. I'm getting there. That's what spring's all about. Resetting from the winter and getting on track for a wonderful 90 day summer that we have that will go into a glorious autumn. I hope you take time to sit in your backyard or maybe you have the luxury like I do and I don't live far from a forested area or my backyard is really more like a woodland forest on a small scale and you find yourself being totally immersed in nature for just a few minutes and find yourself grounded and ready to take on the day 
balanced and feeling at peace. I hope that this podcast has encouraged you to be inspired to create all the things. Be creative. And if you don't mind, we would like you to fill out an iTunes review about the podcast. Vicki also does a twice a month newsletter. You can sign up for that in the show notes will be links to the things we talked about today, as well as at the top of the page is a bar that a tab that is labeled newsletter. Everyone, you have a wonderful week and we'll return next week to talk about My Creative Corner 3 and all the quilting projects and some of the things that I alluded to today. Have a good one, everyone.